Blog Talk Radio. Young and Duke made the beat.
Sorry, y'all. Sorry. Live got that intro. The phone folks did apologize. I forgot it was me this evening. Me and my back. All right. So, good evening again to everyone here at the Scoop Radio. It is Tuesday, and we have another exciting night planned for you guys here on the Scoop. And if you have not seen my post, you cannot tell I'm excited. And my girl is back. Kels is back from traveling the world and enjoying her summer, living her best life, and I'm so excited to have my sister back in the seat on this evening. Um, so without the rest of my chit-chat, since I've already slowed us up with me taking forever to say hello, Kels, how are you, sis? <laughs> Welcome back, honey. I am doing great. Excited to be back. I missed y'all. Two weeks seem like a long time. A yeah, long time. Yeah, my live over here is kind of trying to track a little bit, so I'm happy to have my live viewers back, and shoot, I missed y'all. <laughs> yes, and you came back locked and loaded this evening. I'm ready. That's how you do it. <laughs> uh, man, when, how are you, sugar? How's how your week going? It's going well so far, and uh, I'm glad Kels is back. Um, I, y'all, you kept us entertained while you were gone, though. So thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good. 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 Like I said on last Tuesday, what Wynn is referring to is Kels' new venture, Nobody's Wives, that is hilarious. Yes. So, hey, be sure to go, yes, be sure to go to Facebook, <laughs> like it, search it, Nobody's Wives. They are hilarity. So, yeah, go like that. All right, so I'm going to stop with the yapping now and let Wynn cover our news for this evening. What you got, bro? I'm ready. All right, so this week in the news, we're going to start with, uh, we got a, couple, a lot of a lot of interesting things happening, but we're going to start with our um Attorney General. So yesterday, uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions announced that the Department of Justice is creating a new task force called the Religious Liberty Task Force to, quote, help the department fully implement our religious guidance. Um, The article, uh, according to CNN, says that the task force will help the department fully implement their religious liberty guidance by ensuring that all Justice Department components are upholding that guidance in the cases they bring and defend. Um, The arguments they make in court, the policies and regulations they adopt, and how we conduct our operations, Session said. That includes making sure that our employees know their duties to accommodate people of faith. Um, session cited a dangerous movement aimed towards stripping away the First Amendment right to freedom of religion as a basis for forming the new task force. Session says that a dangerous movement, undetected by many, is now challenging and eroding our great tradition of religious freedom. There can be no doubt this is no little matter. It must be confronted and defeated. Now, I'm going to wait to the end to give you my opinions on this. Um, but, Kels, what do you think about uh, Mr. Sessions and our new Religious Liberty Task Force? Uh, 
know, I was trying to find some some background on this task task force, and I just kind of ran out of time. So I don't know. My spider senses are tingling. Like I don't know if they're gonna put us in the boom boom trap. I don't really trust it. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know because okay. I'm like, okay, what exactly are they? Um, what are they? What are they planning on protecting? Like, what's the task at hand? I guess I didn't catch that in the article. I was trying to go back and look if there was like one particular incident that caused them to create this task force. So that's nope. kind of what I was looking for in the background. Nope. It, wasn't that one. <laughs> it says that also the task force will consider new initiatives that will further the department's work to protect and promote religious liberty. Q, Q go ahead, give your thoughts because I'm a, I'm a, again I'm gonna save mine. I'm gonna save mine to y'all speak. Cause I, it's I, a trap. I, it's a trap. <laughs> I yeah. this. I don't. Um, it's very vague. And with all of the other things that we as a country have done in the name of religion, I really, really question, like Kel said, what exactly we're protecting. Because aside from folks not blindly agreeing with all religion and and, and wanting to agree to one particular religion, um, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of liberties being allowed for religion already. We make a lot of accommodations mm-hmm. and a lot of rules. We make a lot of folks just have to go due to religion as it is. So I really want to know how much more protecting is necessary for religion right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, just, I guess I need more. There's no guess. I know that I would need more information on this before I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I get that. Yeah, because I don't get this right now. I don't. No. Yeah. So my first initial thought was my first my initial thought was I thought about um, the the Supreme Court ruling about the the baker who didn't who didn't want to make a cake for you know a cake yeah. for a, um, a homosexual wedding. So I thought about that, yeah. and okay, you know I, I can. I, I have my opinions on that. Okay, I, I I can see, you know, but ultimately, from my understanding, this baker didn't have to make; they weren't forced to make this cake. So again, where, what are we, what are we defending? My question is: Is this religious task force, religious liberty task force, is this religious liberty including Muslims? Does it include, uh, you know? Does it include all religions, or is this a another opportunity for, and I'm going to say it, but the white evangelicals in this country to make themselves, uh, put themselves in position to be superior to others? That part is the part that concerns me. So if it's that, um, then that's one thing Then I, I can't get with that. But if we're saying... We need to really kind of figure out as a country how we're going to deal with certain with certain issues. And again, if that includes, you know, uh, Muslims, if that includes Hindus, if that includes, you know, people who you know uh, who practice other religions, then that's that's a, a different discussion than 
we want to make sure that if you're evangelical, you don't have to bake a cake for people who are gay. That that's a that's that's totally different um, than than what we you know. And I just have a feeling, as you said, that's my 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 problem um, is that we don't really know. And what typically happens is that majority gets their 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 you know what they want, and everybody else is kind of left sitting there going, oh, okay. So, even if they say, yeah. you know, honestly, I'm, I don't really trust them even saying all the other religions are also included. Black people, brown people, yeah. all people are included in our laws, too. How's that working out for everybody? You know? Yeah, so, like, right now, I'm not really interested in more of this. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, I'm just, I'm not really interested. Because they say we're included in a lot of stuff that we all know we're not. We, like, we all know. So the word, the lip service is nice. Action is better. But this is an action that doesn't even seem necessary. And especially with the underlying motive where you can, you know, along the lines of the cakes and the not wanting to serve and you can't shop here and those types of things. This sounds like an excuse for people to be more mean to people under the rules of religion. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, I have a couple of comments on my live. Um, let's see, Keisha says it's a waste of time and money. So a hashtag waste of time and money, hashtag pay teachers, hashtag six I roll, and hashtag bump this. Uh, mm-hmm. I agree. And then also uh, Miss Alyssa says, mm, I need full separation of church and state, no church in my government, and no government in my church. So that ain't going to never happen. I think that's the major decision. Well, I. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. I understand the point, but it's not going to ever happen. Yeah. Yeah. The powers that be. Well, even, you know, even more so, I mean, you know, it's just, it's, it's, yeah. I just, I don't see that ever happening, but I get her point. Yeah. And then um, Ted says that uh, he thinks kind of along the lines of uh, what you said, when about the uh, task force task force protecting the churches when it comes to recognizing gay marriage and um, self-centered marriage stance on uh, against abortion and things like that. So I just think it's going to be a lot of bias. And we know we're, like you said, we're religious. You are too said that. <laughs> we know how people can use religion for, you know, all things evil. So, yeah. 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 I'm not. Uh, yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna definitely keep an eye on where this one goes because this is gonna be interesting. So, all right, let's move on. We got a few a little while longer. Uh, yeah. Um, so today, um, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, um, <laughs> NBA and the WNBA, they announced a partnership um, that aligns the NBA and the WNBA to the MGM Resorts International. Um, MGM is now the NBA and the WNBA's official gaming partner. Um, so, yes, uh, Silver says that as the landscape for sports betting in the in the U.S. continues to evolve at a rapid pace, MGM Resorts is a proven gaming leader uh, for us to work with on this groundbreaking partnership. Our collaboration will result in the best possible gaming and entertainment experience for consumers through the use of accurate, real-time NBA and WNBA data and our collective efforts to maintain and enhance the integrity of the game. 
it's reported that the value of this agreement um, is at least $25 million over three years. So, Q, what do you think? Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. We thought the games were rigged. <laughs> we, we thought the championship was rigged. <laughs> now you're about to see what's really good. <laughs> yeah. Just let the games begin. Just ha- mm, 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 mm. I More and more, I'm enjoying high school basketball and looking forward to my baby playing. <laughs> like, this is just. Look, that's a racket, too. I told you, that's a racket. Yeah, AAU is. I'm talking about high school. AAU, I'm just playing, praying and praying, so about the, the opportunity. But, yeah, I like high school. I've always been a fan of high school sports over college or professional, to be honest with you. That's where the heart is to me. Um, but mm-hmm. this is just, yeesh. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, are the players in on this, or is this just more suits getting money? Like, dude, how is this going to work? I don't know. I don't know. This I don't bet. I don't, this is a really like, work. This is a hmm. lead. So yeah, this is the lead. So um yeah, so I'm sure that there's some you know, if we probably followed the money, there's some of it's gonna go back in terms of well, you know, probably go to the disseminate to the clubs, which at some point, you know, filters down to player salary, but I yeah. It's just I'm we are extra society right now. We're just doing too much. Like everybody needs to just I mean, it's just, it's, to me, it's just more money for the people that's already rich. Right. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of money. And I, I'm yeah. I'm definitely I definitely agree that the integrity of the game will be oh, it's gonna be sabotaged. Come on, because the the rich want to be yeah. richer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean We'll see what happens, but yeah, I, I definitely think it's going to be room for, for uh, yeah, for rig for rigging the games and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I'm, I'm, I don't th- like this. I don't think the games are going to be rigged any more than they already are. But um, <laughs> at the same, time, at the same, time, I don't. I mean, I just think that this is I mean, the yeah, game, and I don't. You know what? And the truth is. I don't actually blame the NBA for doing this. If you think about it, the NBA is like, and the WNBA, first of all, this has been going on forever. So now they like, look, you know, if it's going to be out here and y'all going to be betting on our sport, the least thing y'all could do is run us some money. Like, give me a check. So I'm, you know, I don't think that this is going to have any more influence on players and what players do than what they do now. Because, again, you know, as we know, if, if it's if it's dirty, it's already dirty. So I think now we can just see, and I think now that, the, you know, the good government can track and, and, and get some tax dollars off of people who win now, whereas before they could. I think that's really the well, difference. Have- It'll help the WNBA out because maybe they'll get some action. They need to get some more action, so <laughs> it's wow. to them. That's only if they make their uniforms, booty shorts, and crop tops. That's the only way they gonna get some action. That's that's the only way. Sorry. <laughs> hey, if people start betting, if people start and they on them games, they go ahead and take it like the female football thing where they run around in the lot like that. 
go here in a second. But we've had this WNBA and how them women ain't being paid conversation forever. And it all comes down when the when our NBA folks tell us about it. They always say no one watches them. The money's not there. The Nobody. advertising's not there. All of them, like it's not there. So if this, this folks are still not going to watch it if this is the case, and it sucks. That is where we but are because there's quality ball on WNBA. Yeah, but, but what they need to do, they can have a throwback. They can have a throwback uniform for their championship and wear them. Uh, like Dr. J and them used to wear. They can wear some little, they can wear some cutters for the championship. Don't <laughs> <laughs> bring the cutters down for the championship. Oh my goodness! Stop it! Stop it! Because <laughs> you know our brand new minds start clicking when we say stuff like viewership. I'm like, what? <laughs> Like, have you been, have you been to an NBA game? Nobody's coming to those games. That's the problem. They're not yeah, they got to do, do something. I think I'd be kind of mad if this was the WNBA. That be, I'm like, that's one more damn thing to take. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd be in. I need to be in the paperwork. Hey, if y'all, and if the WNBA have a championship and they have some cutters on, we need our cut. Don't be yeah. taking my ideas and getting no cut. That's true. That's true. <laughs> our, our listeners heard it, and this is recorded, so we got we have proof that we we gave that you idea heard. first. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, let me move on before we got to go. Our last story, and probably the feel good story of the day. Um, LeBron James yeah. opened um, his public a public school in Akron for at risk kids. Um, so today, LeBron James opened the I Promise School. Um, the NBA superstar created the school as an extension of the LeBron James Family Foundation to give kids opportunities to to excuse me thrive despite difficult life situations. Um, the school also so the school will operate with longer than normal school year, with the focus on accelerating learning to bring kids up to speed who otherwise might be lagging. In addition, there is a focus on combating factors outside of the classroom that could cause children to struggle. Services are available to help students deal with stress from uh, stress related to parents who are struggling to make ends meet. In addition, there are activities to prevent the kids from having too much idle time and potentially get into trouble. The school also provides families uh, service uh, excuse me provides services to families including job placement assistance for parents and an, and an on site food bank that will allow parents to pick out food they can prepare at home. LeBron James also credits his bicycle as a huge factor factor in his childhood that gave him an escape from dangerous parts of his neighborhood and the freedom to explore. So every student will also receive a bicycle. Um, this also, they also uh, to this school also get a free ride to the University of Akron uh, if they graduate. So, uh, Kels, what's your thoughts? Man, the bike thing brought a tear to my eye. I was like, oh, my God, that is so dope. But, uh, yeah, I – and y'all know I am not a LeBron fan. This might this might have tipped me on over to the LeBron fan side. Like, I might even like him a little bit on some uh-huh. days. Maybe on Tuesdays or Thursdays, I might even like LeBron now because this is this is dope. <laughs> I mean, he's donated before, and he has he has a few things, but yeah, I'm a, I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm speechless. This is he has 
Yeah, the move. I love it. The move. The move. The move. Kid, what you think? You know I love this. You know this is right up and down my alley. Like, go LeBron. I don't have a whole lot of love or hate one way or the other for him prior to this, but I think this was, like, super dope. Um, the school yeah. is beautiful. It provides an atmosphere like the children see on television of the schools that their favorite characters go to. Plus, like you don't even you don't see those types of schools on the Disney set. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. These kids are going. They are going to walk into what some have probably have been told they never get to see. They never walk into a building that would look like that. So to learn and to be comfortable and to provide a safe place for the whole family to be, feel nurtured, that's a one to me, like doing something. So I think this is beautiful. And I hope more teams or business people or player, whoever, I don't care who it inspires, I hope it inspires somebody else to do this somewhere else. Akron is not the only place to need something like this. There are kids that need this all over our country. This is dope, like super dope. Yeah. He he he, he look, from a, as as a Michael Jordan fan, he had me. I had to drop a tear today. Like that was that was pretty good. So yeah, yeah salute, salute. The fan that dropped a tear. Oh, it's, I it's dropped awesome. a tear. Like that was that was dope. It, I mean, it, to see two, you know, to see them, to see the kids get this, you know, those children get that opportunity is, um, you know, it's something that I hope that all of us, you know, <clears> aspire <throat> to do. And even if you can't do a, you know, open a school like LeBron did, you know, I hope that everybody does, you know, that we all do something to help um, children who can't, who need it, you know, and, and adults too. But um, so for, for them to do this in this direct, in this way, and to be able to guarantee them a full ride to college afterwards is like no student loans. Like no student loans. Do y'all listen? Y'all know. You know. Yes. Like, <laughs> Glory. You know, <laughs> you know, y'all already know. To never have to know Sally May. To never have oh. to know Sally May. Oh. To have Ooh. a good experience with Sally May would be a, a blessing. So, mm-hmm. yes. Never know her. <laughs> that's a thing you should never have to know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. So, all right, we got to move on so I can say we can stay on time or close to time as possible. Um, Again, this mm-hmm. section, um, the news tonight um, was brought to you by uh, the Money Mentor um, August Savings Challenge. If you have not enrolled, uh, we are uh, please go to my public figure page, and I'll put the link up. Um, we are saving something, saving some dollar amount every month, every day for the month of August. All you got, it's free to join. All you got to do is sign up, um, or just click the link, put your information in. It also puts you on my email list. Um, but we are trying to save something, whether it's a penny, whether it's a dollar, whether it's $50. We want to save something every single day for the month of August. And I'm doing this because statistics show that 49%, 49% of people in America have less than $1,000 in their savings account. So if we can get in the habit of saving every day, then we cannot be a part of that 49%. We could put ourselves and our families in a better financial future. So let's do it together. So, again, I'm going to put the links up um, on our lives on my page or go to my public figure page and join us today. We start tomorrow. So um, our first song, yeah, it's going to be dope. Um, So our first song for the night is one of our favorites. 
Um, and since since uh, Q said something about it last week, I said, well, let's go ahead, Chris Brown this week. So our first hey. song for the night is uh, Detroit TLB's own um, Chris Brown. Uh, so we'll be back after this, and we're going to jump into our hot topic. And we've got with us comedian Evie Kane. So y'all don't go anywhere after this. Um, we got a hot topic after Chris Brown. Listen to the Scoop Radio Show.
Hey. Right. Chris Brown is
If you can't control that nigga and make him not go out and get his dick sucked by a bitch like me, then that's your bad, not his or mine. That's on you. Oh, my God. As a wife, I don't even know what to say to that. Well, I mean, I, you might be, it's not all wives. Just the ones that I don't be shocking no. with. Well, guess who do, bitch? No, you'd be surprised at my response to that because it's, even as a wife, like, I feel you. Like, you and feel what I'm saying? I'm not, it, that's just the way the world goes. Where you drop the ball, somebody got to catch you. I'm just, 
now I don't wish this on nobody. I'm not I'm not out here saying I'm out here looking for it. It just I don't land on it. It lands on it's a lot of niggas out here unaccounted for. Mm-hmm. But look, so we only have we only have one male on the you know, we have a male co host. And I don't remember if uh Winford has chimed in on this topic. I did not. Far away from me. <laughs> Hello, Winifred. I did not. What do you do? Tell me if I'm wrong. I know I'm not, but let's hear what you got to say. Yeah. I think if I have a if I have a child with someone, which I do, then I'm going to Uh-oh. I'm gonna I'm going to make sure she's okay. I'm gonna do the best see, I can to make sure see. she's okay. So if it's, like if, it's a, if it's a situation where um, you know, I'm not gonna have my son, my child out living outdoors. So we gonna do what we gotta do to make sure that my kid is safe. See, it's, it's not just me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no child left that. behind out here. No <laughs> child left behind. But I think, yeah, I think the difference here is, like I said, I'm not. I think if it's a scenario where people are still they're still doing something together, that's totally different. But what, no, what you want to make sure. For if you ain't still yeah, like I said, I want to make sure my child is not uh, is not homeless. So, so you would you would co-sign because of the child, but if she throws some pussy at you, you gonna dodge it. Correct. <laughs> Did he say correct? correct. He said correct. I said correct. Yes, I am. He lying like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he lying like a motherfucker. You ain't got lost or I mean, come on. You done fucked her once. Y'all got a baby at least once. Y'all done fucked her way. She's throwing it at you, and you paying her, you, this shit in your name. You ain't going to take it? You mean to tell me you ain't going to take it at all? Not even some Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I like your spoken face, though. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, this poker face. I ain't even gonna. I ain't even gonna. <laughs> you know, Ben. Ben is like a he a unicorn though. You know, what I mean, he, he has superpowers to block all of it. You know, he be you know what? Let me tell you, I've met a couple of unicorns. Let me let me tell you. Yeah. Okay, I don't care what no nigga say right now. And when it's just me and old boy, we go. He gonna take it. I promise. I've never had a nigga be like, "Nah, we can't do all that. I'm just gonna co-sign. Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> no, it, 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 <laughs> get out of here. Oh, oh. I ain't never. I ain't met the nigga yet that's gonna do all that. Oh, I'm about to go co-sign and pay your rent, but I don't want none of your pussy. Get out of here. <laughs> But look, let's be real. We all adults. Okay. You know, it's hard to fathom. But no, I want to get one of these live comments, too, because Miss Alyssa says that, but if the man co-signs on the apartment, that that would also take away, uh, you know, the mother, the baby mom's ability to, like, keep the child from them and all those type of shenanigans. So that's a new Who does that? that? Who does that? Only goofy bitches do that. Oh, you can't see your son. Come get this motherfucker for a few hours. 
Somebody that's all the way adult that don't want their kid twenty four seven. No real rational adult don't want their child to go nowhere for a few hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Then I'm looking for a baby. And I, need a break. I need a break. I need a break. Oh hell yeah! My shit eighteen and fifteen. I'm trying to send them to their daddy house now. <laughs>
I think y'all understand. That's why I can't be. I, I mean, ain't gonna marry no baby. It's really simple. Do it. It's really simple. It's simple. It's like if if you are married and your husband running around, that's a reflection of what you're doing or not doing. And if it's not, if you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing and he's still doing that, you chose really bad and you need to get a divorce ASAP. Mm-hmm. But other than that, if, if if everything ain't right at home, niggas gonna stray. That's what they do. They they married you thinking you was going to hold them down, and you didn't. So they skipped out and got their dick sucked elsewhere, and now they have to buy the bitch somewhere to live. Unfortunately. It's oh, unfortunate. Yeah, if it happens during the marriage, you can, you can sign out. You won't. You can move her in because I'm probably going to be – I'm going I'm to leave. I ain't just a little yeah, bit. Why are you, you going to leave? <laughs> so you ain't going to stay down. Mm-mm. Not at this point. Uh, like I, the comedian part of this, as a wife, like that's the point of breaking up with her. Like the baby's fine, we'll pay for some stuff if necessary, but no, <laughs> like just. No. I mean, I, I, which I, is which is totally which, if necessary. It's gonna be necessary. The baby is here. Because when is her responsibility as the mom and the woman, a grown woman, coming She's doing play? everything but signing her name. See what I'm saying? All you doing is putting your name on something. She's doing everything else. Nigga got it easy. Nah, that starts, that starts a snowball of stuff. Once I co-sign this, right. they'll be back. That's, that's, that's like, that can open a lot of doors. But if we just sticking to the yeah. question, the question, yeah, it's it's perfectly okay for a married man to put some shit in his baby mama's name. Because, first of all, he shouldn't have a baby mama. And if he do, something the wife fucked up along the way somewhere. But if, she, well, if, if the baby... What was that? I was saying, yeah, if I he had a baby before, if he had a baby before he met his wife, he can't change that. And that's not really a fault of anybody necessarily. Well, no, you're absolutely right. But she know he had, now, did he keep his baby a secret? Because if she knew about it, then she still married him. Well, get ready for what comes with that. Mm. So mm. looking at the post, on the post, somebody said, uh, I wouldn't because if they fail to pay, then it can affect you, which is true. Uh, said, and then are you evicting the kids? He said, plus them folks better not call me uh, not one time, blowing up my phone. Um, <laughs> Who calls the Who calls the bitch? I don't call no bitch. Uh, Wade, Wade <laughs> says he can do he can do what he wants. So can she. Uh, Sonia says, sure, but there has to be a discussion. Neither partner should do anything that will put the other in any type of situation if things go wrong. Oh, I would agree. Oh, oh, there does need to be some discussion. If, if you're married to somebody, you might want to talk to y'all them about Y'all marriage you way too seriously. <laughs> um, I mean, that sound good. That sound real good. But at the end of the day, let's be real. What I mean, let's, I mean, my parents have been married all my life. My daddy's had like I'm teen girlfriend. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's just life. That's the way it goes. I mean, you you choose to marry a motherfucker if you want. I don't believe in marriage, me personally. My parents have been married all my life. They still are. So I don't even believe in marriage. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. And to mm-hmm. me, it's like a sign. I, I feel like everybody should stand on their own. But, I mean, if we do slip up and have a baby, at least you could co-sign for a bitch. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, yeah, I, do, I actually, I do, we do, we do take it pretty serious, but I think it's, and I don't think marriage doesn't mean that's that you don't serious. stand on your Entirely own. too seriously. It's not so, that serious. It is not that deep. That's that's your opinion. Okay. That's, that's, that's the real. So, that's the fact. It's not that serious. Who ain't like so one nigga ain't never cheated on his wife. Halima says that co-signing, no matter the situation, isn't good. I, I don't know about that. I think again, a lot of that has to do with the scenario. Uh, Jermaine says hood, which is an option um, if it does get to that point. But I think you know, it, it has to be. There is some. Uh, there is some. If, there, if that situation comes up in there, I, there are some available. Some things that are available. Um, let's see. Right, he also says as long as you have the key. A hood, going to hood. That's an option. So it, she's not left out there. She's not always going to get what the fuck is uh, like section housing and urban development. Get the fuck like out of here! Ain't nobody got time for all that shit when this nigga could just co-sign or just all the way sign. Ain't nobody got time to be going out, going through no, you know, what I'm saying, going through no changes. Like nigga, I know you did that sign for this shit. Ain't nobody got time for all that shit. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck gonna go get on Section Eight when the nigga's name is perfectly good? Uh, Kim says co-signing is tricky. If that person is the only option, then it is what it is. However, I would encourage my partner to work with the child's mother to come up with other options like staying with family, uh, Airbnb for a short period of time, the so idea to pay the deposit first. Nobody said they would just get custody of the child. Ain't nobody said that shit yet, though. They got all that's hands, always, but they don't want this motherfucking child. That's always an option, too, right there. But ain't nobody, see, that's, that's an option, but ain't nobody going to say that because they don't want that. So shut the fuck up, bitches, and let this nigga sign. Because otherwise, you can have this motherfucking child. Which one you want? The child or this nigga to sign? Because I don't want your husband. I don't give a fuck about it. You love it. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a lot easier to just let the nigga sign. There's a few people who said that uh, they would take custody because that was the option for me because I think I would take custody then. then I'd be uh, cool with that too. Come on, get pay, this motherfucker. Pay a bill. That's you right there. But we only have like two minutes um, left. And so this, yeah, this is a good, this is a, a, a real interesting topic. I think we would probably, I would say a good 60-40 split on if a person, if a man should co-sign or not. Um, but probably the main consensus is that you should, I mean, if you are married, you should definitely work with your partner uh, and decide. What well, let's be real, if you married and this child came after your marriage, nine times out of ten, this woman ain't even going to know about the child to that credit report. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, did it stop? I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying from experience. They probably don't even know. My son, 18. I don't think his dead nigga wife even know he exists. That's a that's a whole other topic, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's an old thing. It's, it's, just, it's not as vague as you thought out here. These niggas are still signing and shit every day. Girl, stop. The, uh, the... I think I lost my train of thought. Anywho. It's <laughs> <laughs> about that fun. I enjoyed this. This is fun. Yeah. For coming on and, and helping me uh, 
host a little bit of this segment, which is our hot topic every Tuesday. Um, Eddie, you want to tell them what your next show is? I have a few people asking where they can see My you live. next show is actually in Austin, but um, here in Oklahoma, we have Funny as Fuck Fridays at IC Event Center. It's usually every Friday, but we don't have one this Friday. It'll be the next Friday. And I don't know who the headliner is, but I don't even know if I'm going to be there because I pissed them niggas off last week. I don't know. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Shit happens. I'm not, I ain't tripping. I'll be in Austin uh, next Tuesday. See y'all there, hopefully. Laugh it up, factory. Do you have a website or anything that people can follow you at? Me? Um, you can follow me. I'm Ebby Kane, Ebby, E-B-B-Y-C-A-I-N-E, on <laughs> Facebook and on Instagram. Right. And you can send your hate messages and all that. I take all comfort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you're you used said, to it. <laughs> there's, no com- there's no comedy show this Friday, but there's no, no ma'am, but there will be one the following Friday, yeah. Okay, so there will be one the following Friday at ICV Center. You can follow Ebby yeah. Kane. I think I've tagged her a couple of times on my live. So keep up the good work. We enjoyed you. You are funny. And Thank I you will anytime. Have a good y'all night. have a good night. And I love y'all. Thank you. All right. All right. Have a good night. <clears throat> uh, this segment was brought to you by Kirby Kitten Clothing, where death reflection is perfection. So please stop by, check us out at www.curvykittens.com. The coupon code you can use is KKNUNU, and that'll get you 10% off. I think we are ready for some music. Uh, Let's see. The next song is Love Unconditional. This is another good one. Love Unconditional. Right. Mm-hmm. See the Truth featuring, is it Tony Jones? Yep. So Love Unconditional. Next. Let's go. Yay. Uh-huh. Yay. Yay. What we got right now for Yay. you is a Tony Jones. See the Truth
like for love, I'm talking about it. No one got sitting on. Me. I made my mistake sitting on. But all I want is love and conditional. Love and conditional. I don't deserve it, no. But it would be worth it all. All I want is love and conditional. Love and conditional. Thank you all the time. Lord knows I make mistakes. Thank my mama who prayed, I keep my baby safe. That's unconditional love, cause no, I didn't deserve it. I was breaking her heart and doing dirt on purpose. Until the night she cried, it changed how I felt inside. On 21st of Minnesota, from a G to a soldier, homies looking at me different. Saying I didn't change, but this ain't how I remember it. The rule of the game is stay alive and be there for your fam. You gotta go out loud for yours, I hope you understand. You ain't gon' get it on your own, you need to make a plan. But it just won't work at all, even not that man. You you know what I'm saying? Cause when I speak on, I know somebody weak on. If they can't help you be strong, you gotta tell them be gone. Get gone, get gone. They mean to say it twice. Wanna say up in my life, you gotta love me like Christ. That's unconditional. That's unconditional. Hope you really understand what that means. No, I'm not perfect, no. no. Made my mistakes, no. But all I want is love and conditional. Love and conditional. I don't deserve it, no. no. But it would be worth it all. No. All I want is love and conditional. Love and conditional. I told y'all that feel good, you yeah, yeah. Unconditional by T the Truth featuring Tony Jones, um, one of our favorites, favorites, favorites. I love that song. Um, yeah, so super excited about that. That was a blazing hot topic, like I told you guys that it would be. We knew that one was going to be um, live for sure. So shout out to Kels for that. <laughs> and uh, thank you to our guest comedian for sliding through. Um, this segment of the show is brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is our specialty. Right now, we are running a flash sale for a limited time. You can grab your From the Crown Down mug for only $10, so you can sit like the queen that you are. Um, this gift is perfect for the naturalista in your life or for yourself if you need a little retail therapy. It is 11 ounces and is microwave and dishwasher safe. Available in tan and and white, actually. So um, you can go to Elegance by Design and pick yours up and enjoy. Um, I posted the information on the live link, and that's Elegance by Design with a Z dot com. All right, so let's get into it. Tonight we are talking about failed friendships. Um, how do you know when it is time to end a friendship? How do you deal with it? Um, do you believe that? Friendships are, do you believe the whole friends are here for a reason, a season, a lifetime? Um, I believe that. I'm just going to answer that question because when I saw it, when Wynn posted it in our initial copy, I thought, oh, I haven't heard that in a while, but it's so true. I do actually subscribe to that. 
um, notion. Um, my thoughts on this, friendships are tough for some people. Um, I am a Capricorn, and I am very – I have a thing where I it takes a lot to get close to me, like where I consider you a friend that I'm going to hurt for if we no longer deal with one another. I do that mostly because once you're in, you're in with me, and it's very hard for you to get on the outs with me. Um, there's only a few things, you know, kind of dead end. You just we're not going to deal with each other anymore, but I give lots of chances to those that I love and consider my people. Um, lots of associates, lots of people that I know, and those things I don't really consider failed. I feel like we kind of just move on. That's that whole season reason type thing. Um, Mm -hmm. But my friendships, I put a lot of effort into. I put a lot of me into, so those are harder for me. I don't like failing friendships. Does it happen? Absolutely. But I'm going to do my best to try and hold on to that thing unless there's just an absolute offense that has happened between us, that it's just better that we, I'm good, love, enjoy type things, which has also happened, and I feel no hard feelings about that because it's just best for everybody to move on. But friendships can be tricky because there's a lot of moving parts to friendships. Kels, what do you, I know you've got a lot of sorority sisters, you've got real-life sisters, but you, and you have an extended group of folks that you you love on. So uh, you probably have a little more friend experiences to, to pull from on this. What are your thoughts on this? Um, you know, yes, I have more friendships than than anyone can count, and I mm-hmm. in a curse. Um, just like anything, you know, you grow apart or you grow up. I mean, I still have some childhood friends that I I'm very close to. We may not talk often, but when we do get together, we don't miss a beat. Um, yep. mm-hmm. My family is very close. So, you know, my sisters are like my best friends, too. You know, I can talk to them about anything. And then I have my, you know, my bestie club. I have my business booths. I got my best partners. I think I have a lot of friends. And the good thing is even friends that I had to grow apart from or maybe distance myself from, um, there's probably only maybe one or two that I just don't talk to at all. So I feel like even if a, if a friendship has is, has deteriorated or there's something that's happened or you just simply gone apart, you can still be cordial. Now I will say this: if you have a friend, in my opinion, there's a post we talked about um, today in the group also that you know if you have a friend that turns into an enemy, mm. uh, to me there there's a root deeper, you know, than just y'all falling out. Mm-hmm. You know, is I mean, to me, there's some kind of jealousy. There's, you know, some grudge that's been held on to when they just waited for an opportunity, or even if it's you, you know, someone just waited for an opportunity to, to break away. But I just don't believe yeah. that if you're true, genuine friends, that you just turn enemies like that. To me, yeah, it was something always lying there, or it's been something somebody's been holding on to for a while. But, you know, it was hard for me to. To learn, I was I was good and grown, and it's actually my mom gave me the best advice on when you have to let a friendship go. So mm-hmm. it took me a while to get to that place because I had so many friends. Yeah, that's a tough one because I think we all 
Like I, you, you want to, you don't want to go, you know, at any point in your friendship have to, or think that a person who is friends with you either have, you know, has some type of, you know, thing against you or animosity against you, or, you know I mean? You don't want to, I mean, like you don't want to, you don't want to go into it thinking that, but the truth, but the reality is that there are people who get into friendships and relationships with you with ulterior motives. But so, mm-hmm. I mean, so I think, I think in those instances, in the instances of um, of them having ulterior motives and they want, you know, want something, then those are people who are probably, you know, not really your friends in the first place. Whereas the other ones, I think, I don't know, I think that most people are like something can happen, but I don't, I wouldn't say that they were never your friend. Like I think that's, you know. But I do, I do kind of what you do, Kels, and that is unfortunate. And I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I'm real good at compartmentalizing. That's what I call it, compartmentalizing my friendships. Like I have my, you know, I have my friend friends, I have my business friends, I have my, yeah. you know, my preacher friends. Like I'm real good at compartmentalizing people like that. And again, I don't think it's always a good thing that I do that, but. It helps. I think for me, it helps me to know like what to expect of you and what not to expect of you. So, yeah. I so I think, that, yeah. So I think when one of those fails, like if one of my me and one of my which we do, one of my my pastor friends, we fall out, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, all right, whatever. Yeah, fall out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. This is like. Oh yeah, yeah. Your your pastor friends fall out. We do, uh, but I mean, but the but again, again, I have some pastor friends like you know like Rob and 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 Dan, who I would say are like those are my friends' friends. So if so, when we disagree on stuff, that's not like the end of a you know what I mean like we get a disagree. There's no motive. There's no nothing. But when we disagree, we'll go at it. But we know like in two or three days, it's like okay, we we are right, we still gonna you know do whatever we need to do and talk about whatever needs to be talked about. But yes, we do. We do fall out. It takes a lot to become an enemy for me. If you were a friend, I agree with Kills on that whole enemy friendship situation. I I agree with that. It takes a lot to become to become enemies. Um, Ebony is on my live, and she's she's discussing how um, she says that she put in for a lot of her friendships, and she's grown a lot. She's grown apart from some of her childhood friends over the years, and she also says that she has a friend that she was really close with. Had They did everything together. Um, then the friend got into a relationship. Things changed, and she acted brand new. So then, you know, things kind of fell apart. So she kind of put this friend into a seasonal space, um, whereas she thought this was one of those lifetime people. So they kind of reassigned this friend for her. Um, yeah, that, and, it, and it does happen. I've had – I've. I've had life changes in friendships um, change how we have to relate with one another. And, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we all know I've been married forever. A lot of my friends are just now starting to come into those places in life. So um, it does kind of remove – I was young when this happened and did not have a whole lot of friends when I first got married. So I don't think a lot of my peeps really experienced this, or if they did, they didn't tell me that. But – I think I'm realizing what some sisters and homegirls go through when their friends kind of do the withdrawal and 
boom stage and you don't see them for a while and you may start to wonder. The same thing happens when they get businesses and all that stuff to kind of grow apart and, again, recompartmentalize how everyone falls in. But if there's a – I think that's one of those um, grow-together type things. I don't think that really puts you as no longer friends, just not the same type of friends that you were before. Uh, ending a friendship, though, is that's different, I think. Ending friendships are, ooh. <laughs> that's like when you know, yeah, we was like, we are done, you know. <laughs> we are done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've and that I think, I think, and I think getting to the point for me, I can speak for me. Getting to the point where I realize that a friendship is 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 failed is tough um, because because yeah. it's very, because it's very difficult for me to let you know, like you said, I I because of this that whole compartmentalization compartmentalization um thing for me to let you out of you know, the, the business friend box into a friend friend like that I would call a brother or a sister to get that close to me to have to you know, you start doubting, you know, yourself, you start doubting like what did I miss, what did I not see? You know, and then you want to give everybody every you know, at least me, give everybody every excuse in the world, you know, as to why they can't, you know, why why I should give them another chance. Maybe it was me. It wasn't them. Maybe it was you know you start sounding like an abused person, like, well, maybe if I had or not, <laughs> if I had or not said such as such, maybe, right. you know, like, you start making stuff up to justify mm-hmm. this bad, this, you know, this bad relationship until it gets to the point, you know, where it's like you really don't have a choice, um, you know, where you don't really have a choice. Yeah, that's that's pretty much, yeah, that's that's me. Though, when, you But you brought up a very good point that, because that happens sometimes, you know, when I, I asked a question on my Teletube Tuesday today about do we hold friendships to the same standards as relationships? And I wasn't meaning as exactly like the same as they had to be identical, but I was meaning like the same level of standards, like standard itself, not the individual standards. So to me, you you almost have to because think, just think how stressful it is to break off a friendship. You feel mm-hmm. the same way. Stay in friendships that aren't good for you. Like you said, you feel like a battered person, and I mean you're an emotional wreck when you have to leave. But when you're when you have a friend, a very good friend that you know something went wrong. If y'all have a fight, are you you know grow apart? Are you just it just fades out? It, I mean it it hurts just like in a romantic relationship. You may not cry or. You may even cry. It just depends yeah. on what happens, you know. And I and what's yeah. crazy is I've had one particular friend that, you know, I, it's been almost probably not quite twenty years, but it's been at least ten years that you know this individual stopped talking to me, like deleting me from Facebook and stuff. That I did, I had no idea <laughs> what happened. Mm-hmm. A mutual friend just told me what happened maybe a couple of months ago, and the pro- and the thing was it wasn't even she got mad because she thought I was mad about something that I wasn't even mad about. Like it it was that simple. Oh, I, I, so all you needed was a so, conversation first place. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean it's been it's years just gone down the drain, and now you know I'm y'all know I say it all the time. 
if you got a problem mm. with me, I got a bigger problem with you. So all of this bad blood was created for nothing, really. So, again, mm-hmm. you have to hold. But now, you know, I would never really trust that person again as a friend. You know, not a not a um, a close friend because I'm not gonna have no trust. If you could, yeah. if you can get mad at me and not even tell me what it is, like, yeah, yeah, that's not a friend. You know, I can't have you in my circle. So you have to have some type of type of friend. friend, 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 friend. You know, you're right. You you bring up a good point because there is there is a lot of um. You do put a lot onto the people that you consider friends, and it's a. I I think when you pose it as do we give them the same, as we, you know, if we look at the as the same as relationships, we automatically go romantic. But you're right, and the way you there are there is a lot of attachment to those people that we consider really close friends, and I I think of I've always made I've always befriended men easier than women, like always. You know, me and guys mesh. I speak guys. They they dig me, vice versa. It's not even on that romantic type stuff. I understand men ten times better, it seems, than women. So when I became an adult and began to cultivate female relationships, I held on to those that I thought were like those, like my girls. Everyone had to be my sister immediately. When I felt like we had something in common, like you were my bestie. You know what I'm saying? And, and everything that we mm-hmm. did was there and, and 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 that was important to me. So I wanted to be your friend. Like that was a thing for me because I never had that. Well, as you become your person, who you are as an individual, you start to realize that that's not always the best thing for you. But you've already invested. You have found things to like about this person, even if they're more fan than friend, or they want you to be more fan than friend. They're not really ready for the friendship part of it. But because you've got that that um, camaraderie, that that companionship, you think you've got a friend. So, like, you know, when you find out that this person that you've been friends with forever, like what Kelly just did, and then later on find out this person was able to disregard your friendship without even a conversation, those things hurt. That does bother you. You know what I mean? When you can have simple misunderstanding and then all that you invest into something is just gone. And it's, and then find out how they really feel, or you find out from the grapevine what's really been going on, and you're like, oh, word, like, is that how we feel? And it, that's what you do, and there's a bitterness that comes from that. It is very much like a relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh moment. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think, I th- and I, I think, what, so I'll say this, was uh, what Kelly originally said, I I think the old I don't know older whatever it is that I'm getting I don't get like it hurts but I don't get nearly as emotional about that as I used to like I it used to I used to be but now it's like you know okay now I know now I see you know I'm I'll think through it for a while you know but after after that I'm like all right you know again it's not that I don't feel anything it's just that I think. I, I'm okay with the transition, especially if I know. Now I don't. I'll say I don't want to leave it in a situation where, if I've done something wrong, I don't examine myself. And this is this is the, what what I want to get into next. Um, I will examine myself to make sure that I wasn't the one that caused this friendship to end, or if there was anything that I did, I do want to make sure that you know I apologize for it. 
But mm-hmm. after that, I'm I'm okay. Like I'm, I, and again, I don't know if that's just from getting older or because you know I, I realize I think I think that I'm a pretty good friend to people. Um, but it's like, all right, after if we're not friends, we just not friends anymore, and okay, you know, I'm okay. And I mean, you all have seen me, you know, go through a, a pretty interesting ordeal. Again, I, I'll. I'll give you every opportunity, and after that, it's like, all right, I got, I don't, there's nothing. Okay, I'll just, I'm okay. So I don't, again, I don't, that's, I don't a, a, that's probably a sign of maturity, but it's probably also a part of, again, the male, um, or the masculinity that comes out with emotional stuff in men. So y'all probably can, y'all can hold a relationship. I mean, a, you know, a friendship together beyond pettiness, but you can also just let it go. And I mean, it's, it's, of course, when we get older, it's easier to let things go, but I think, you know, some of that emotional ties that women just can't shake sometimes um, causes us to try to even fix friendships that we know we just have to let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think that's just women. I think guys are like that, too, by the way. We're just our show's a little mm-hmm. different, but we, we like that. We like that too. So we just be like that too. So that's not just uh, ladies. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let that rest on y'all like that by y'all selves. But, uh, <laughs> right. but the the other part, you know, I got you. the other part I was gonna bring up is how much how often I wonder when when our friendships go bad, do we take the time to say like, okay, I screwed. I I'm it was my fault. I think one of the things that always concerns me when I have conversations with people is I rarely hear somebody say said friendship ended because I was at fault because I did, you know, because I was this or I was that or I didn't handle this right and that didn't, you know, and so it ended the friendship. I wonder, do we do a good enough job of of being introspective into our own um, whatever, I don't know, psychology to our own, how we relate to people, to our own part of the friendship and being accountable, or do we just automatically assume that when a relationship ends, it's always the other person? Oh, you know, (laughs) to be honest, I'm really trying to think. Yes, everybody else thought. I don't think that everybody thought. I think, if I think back on the last three relationships that I've had, uh, three friendships that I say that have had an actual ending on them, I can say now that, yeah, I think I I can. I can see where now, or wait, are you asking, did we, like, go back to these people and say this is what I did wrong, or do we just understand? Either or, do you go? I mean, I think at some point, if you do, if you do realize, I mean, in some situations, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, "Hey," even if you, and it doesn't mean that you have to necessarily yeah. recreate the relationship, but at least you know you were, you know, you acknowledge what you did. Yeah. And, and one of them, I had, and one of them, I did do the face to face, and it was an understanding, and it gave me such peace knowing that I had said those words. Um, but that's just the kind of chick that I am. I, I. 
I don't words matter to me. And when you just like when you when Kel said that her friend just stopped, they just stopped communicating with no words. Like I something in me dropped because I was like, oh, that sucks. Like that, I don't like leaving stuff open like that. So one of those friendships, I have had that conversation, and I I think it was good. Um, the others, not so much because that the the space didn't allow for that. But I can see where. I had maturity issues in one of them. I can see where I had I needed better communication issues. Um, sometimes I wasn't always the best friend. If I'm irritated sometimes, like if I'm saying something over and over and over again, I'm not the repetitive chick. Like I don't like to repeat myself a bunch of times. And I've realized as I've gotten older and have more friends, sometimes you just have to chill. You know what I mean? And I've had to grow in some of in ending some of these friendships. So yeah. I think I got. It was not easy though, because I want to go to that. It's on them first. Like I want to go there because I'm trying. For me, I'm looking at all the stuff that I'm doing. You know, it's natural. You look at what you're doing. I'm. I did this. Look at what I'm doing. I'm yeah. putting all of this into this, and you still don't want to be my friend. Are you for real? Like <laughs> that's just the human of who we are. Mm-hmm. That's just how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you you got to come out of that. Yeah. After that. I think now there's probably been a couple of friendships, but even with that one that I probably could have reached out more and not, you know, not let the friendship end. Because there's been there's been friendships that I wanted to end that I just had to like just, you know, have to go ahead and end it or just fade to black. But yeah, I can see my fault in not fighting for, you know, especially a friendship that was really close, just letting it fall by the wayside, getting too busy. And you know, out of sight, out of mind. Because I know I've I've done that. You know, not even yeah. notice. You know, it might take me three or four months to notice, or you know, realize, oh, I ain't talked to them, and oh, okay, mm-hmm. they, they, so don't even. Yeah, that's not really the best friendly thing to do. So, yeah, I could see my fault in that, in that, in retrospect, in that way. Yeah. What so so what if you've ever I know Q you said you've gone, but when you Kels have you ever gone back and said that and and, and if so how did what was the res, what was the result of that? No, now that's one thing I can honestly say I have never went back and said hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was No, I've never done that, not at all. Most and this is crazy because and I know, look if any of my family's on my live I'm sorry y'all. Uh, what with my family? We are extremely close, so y'all know when we fight, it's like a drag down. Everybody got to be included in the fight. We got to take sides. It's gonna be two teams. I mean, it, it is what it is. But we'll do like a mass apology, or you know, <laughs> but we don't we don't do the whole like you know. Let me take you to the side, face to face, blah blah blah. We don't do a lot of that. What we usually yeah. do is like. Uh, I'm going to go buy this shirt and I'm going to take it to my sister and then that's we made up. That's your apology. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. Now, my dad my no, dad is in the top. My dad, if my dad has a problem, he's going to talk to everybody. Everybody that's involved, he's going to apologize to everybody individually. Now, he does that, but not too many other people in my... No, we don't really do that. We go buy something and wrap it up nice or you want to go get something to eat? That's it. That's our apology. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what we do. And my yeah. friends kind of fall into that. 
too, because I, I guess because that, you know, they realize that's my my language, my love language is basically gifts. So mm-hmm. taking you out to eat, bringing you something, and I think they just kind of fall into that. I have a couple of friends that are real, you know, passionate. They gonna get that what they need to say out. You know, they know they are. They gonna try to pull me into something emotional and and gooey and all that, but. For the most part, no. I'm not gonna go back. I'm just gonna try to smooth it over and and move forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. When do you do that? I'm sure you probably do. I've done it before. Yeah, I don't. I've done it before. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, we know I've you. Done it. All right. <laughs> well, you know. So let me let me test. So first of all, I, y'all know I have one. Like I'm. I have. Yeah. Like I'll I'll do something and like I get the stuff haunts me. Y'all don't understand. Stuff haunts me. So if I do something wrong to somebody like that, it'll haunt me for like. Like I'll be seriously, I'll be reading something. Like I'll be reading something and it'll say like you know, um, what does it say? You know, if if you wrong your brother, go to him and repent. Like I read something like that. I'm like, I'm sorry. I get real. It's the truth. So then I gotta gotta go back and say something because I feel bad and I don't want God to get me in my sleep. So, you know, I just like, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and apologize. And I've done it. You know, again, I've done it. But then there's, like I said, I've done it before. And the two times I can remember doing it, I mean, nothing changed. We weren't friends mm-hmm. again or anything like that. It, it, nothing at all changed about where our relationship was. And then, you know, it was just, I just needed to, you know, I just needed to do, yeah. I just needed to, you know, I just needed to say it because it was the right thing to do. To do. Mm-hmm. It was the right thing to do. So... And I was okay with it. Not also, job time, but it's necessary. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. yeah. I've also, you know what? Oh shoot, it's time, ain't it? Oh, we got. Yeah, it's time. All right, let me go. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. The rich is. Can I say this? Yeah, let me say this real quick, and we gonna go. So I'm gonna say it. I also. I don't want people to underestimate the value of ending friendships that need to be ended. Like there is mm. a huge value and necessity to ending friendships and relationships that need to be ended because the worst thing, probably the worst thing you could do is to, is to stay in a relationship too long because then that person, you know, that relationship starts to have negative effects on you. So I'm all for, for ending relationships that need to be ended. All for it. Yeah. There is a blessing in goodbye. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. So we'll wrap that on up for us. And I appreciate everyone's participation in this wonderful segment of Scoop Radio on this evening. I really, really enjoyed the live, um, our commentary. Like, yes. I appreciate that. So thank you for chilling with us. Our next song for the evening is Born to Win by B.J. McKenzie. Let's get it. 
All right. That was B.J. McKenzie, Born to Win. <laughs> Go ahead, Wayne. Yeah. Right. No, I was listening. I was I was about to take a lap. <laughs> you got to go with All right. <laughs> I was going to open up the doors of the church real quick. Damn. <laughs> but, all right, we've come to uh, this segment of our show where uh, we usually have our, our fire starter um, or Mother Maybelline, but we've got a special guest with us tonight who's filling in. Um, for those who don't know Dan Thomas, uh, let me read his uh, short bio for you, and I can promise you, you do not want to leave. I know he's got something good to say. So, uh, so for over 27 years, Dan A. Thomas Jr. has served in the local church. He has been afforded the privilege to minister to children and youth, young adults, families, married couples, and ministry leaders. Pastor Dan is a native of Wichita, Kansas, and spent his formative years in Oklahoma City. He attended Langston University and graduated from the Edwin McCabe excuse me, Honors Program with a BS in Business Administration in 2001. In 2002, Dan uh, relocated to Los Angeles, California, and served as young adult minister at Bristol Memorial Baptist Church in Compton, California, for eight years. In 2012, Dan moved back to Oklahoma City and began planting Chosen Generation Church. His life goal is to help others discover their blueprint realize their potential, and find their place, which led Dan to begin Blueprint Services in 2016. Dan has been married to his wife, Shasha, for 12 years and loves spending time with her and their daughter, Acacia. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Thomas. Man, what's going on, guys? How you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing good. Hey, I was just like y'all. That song... I almost forgot that I was getting ready to come up and say something because I was going in on that song. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Good God. Yeah, B, B, BJ, BJ goes in. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you just want me to go ahead and go in on it, man? Mm-hmm. Go for it, Dan. The floor is yours, sir. All right. So, you know, talking about this whole idea of failed friendships, and if anybody's listening tonight, if you haven't had a friendship fail yet, you will have one fail. You need to know how to navigate through it because if you don't know how to navigate through it, then you won't have the capacity of heart to be able to have a friend again. So the first thing I want to do really quickly is just deal with the three types of friends. This covers the entire gamut of what you will see in your life as friends. The quicker you can identify these people, then you will know how much you need to invest because there are levels with friends. There are levels. And everyone shouldn't be on the same level. Everyone shouldn't get the same energy. Everyone shouldn't get the same time. Most of our hurt and disappointment and resent resent and regret comes from not knowing how much to invest in the person because we haven't identified who they really are in our lives. And many times we're something to them that they either won't be or can't be to us. And so I just want to just want to go real quick. So the first group is confidants. These are people you'll have very few of them in your life, and these are people who love you unconditionally. They are into you. They're not into what you do. They're into you, and it doesn't matter if you're up. It doesn't matter if you're down. It doesn't matter if you're right or if you're wrong. They are in it for the long haul, and if you get in trouble, they'll get in trouble with you. If you get in jail, they'll bail you out. If you get hooked on crack, they'll come get you out the crack house. 
All right? Mm-hmm. They're confidants. This is who these people are. And the problem with most people is that everybody they run with is under them. We're forever feeding people that can't feed us. And then you're feeding them but draining yourself. A confidant mm-hmm. is somebody who can feed you on the same level that you're feeding them. That's what a confidant is. The second type of person is a constituent. Now, these people, and this is really important, and I've learned this. As a matter of fact, all three of these levels, I've had to learn these the hard way. These people are not into you. They are into what you're for. And so as long as you are for what they're for, they'll walk with you, they'll labor with you, but you can never think that these people are actually for you. They are for what you are for, and you have to know that because if they meet somebody else who will further their agenda, they'll leave you to go with them. This is how those people are. And so throughout your life, if you're not careful, particularly if you are a broken person or you're very sensitive or you take things personally, you really got to recognize who these people are because they may be into your vision. They may be into your business. But the minute it doesn't begin to benefit them in a very tangible way, they're gone. The last group is comrades. Now, comrades are not for you, and they're not for what you're for. It's just that they are against what you are against. So it's really interesting about these kinds of people. This will cause people to come together. Your enemy is their enemy, and they'll only be with you until the victory is accomplished. And the best way I can describe this is like scaffolding on a building. These people will come and they'll be scaffolding while you're putting the building together. But once the structure and the edifice is up, they're gone. They were only there. Now, what's important about these is that when you're dealing with a failed friendship, you have to ask yourself, was this person a comrade? Were they a constituent or were they a confidant? Because I don't know if you guys are like me. When I say you're my friend, I'm your friend. I mean, I'm giving mm-hmm. you my time. I'm giving you my energy. I'm giving you my money. I'm there, you know, when you call. I've got a best friend. Uh, his name is Richard Gates. You know, I remember the night that his, uh, his, his, his house caught on fire in Oklahoma City, and his wife got trapped in the house. I was on a plane that night because that's my friend. I, I spent the money right then. It wasn't – but you'll what, – what will happen is you'll have somebody that's – into what you're for, but not into you, and then you'll ask them for something when you're in need, and that's when you'll find out, hey, this person's not a confidant. They're a constituent. Now, what do constituents do? It's like a politician has his base. Both of these people are playing each other. The constituency is playing the politician. The politician is playing the constituency. Each one is trying to get what they can get out of that person. They don't really care for them at all. And you've got to recognize those people. And not only do you have to recognize those people, you've got to know how to use them. Now, I know that sounds bad, but if you know that that is the basis of the relationship, listen, they're, not, they're only for what they can get out of you anyway. So just go ahead and make the mutual exchange. <laughs> and you get mm-hmm. what you can get out of them and let them get what they can get out of you. And definitely, if it's a comrade, if you can have somebody who you know is not for you, and they're not into you, and they're not for what you're for, but they can fight and go get something for you, use those people, but don't expect them to stay around. And I think, you know, when we use the word failed friendships, um, 
you guys will probably discuss this on the show because you guys are like resident experts in this stuff. I listen to y'all all the time. So uh, the thing about this is, is <laughs> the thing about this is that I think every relationship is based on two things: capacity and expectation. I really believe that capacity. So let's just say that you know you're a person, man. When I'm your friend, I'm your friend, and so you have a gallon-sized expectation. You got another person. They say, you know what? I'm your friend, but we're not talking every day. I'm not calling you back. I'm not texting you. Uh, you know, I may even talk about you behind your back. And they got a pint-sized capacity. Well, here you are pouring your gallon into that pint size, and guess what? It's too much for them, and they're pouring their pint size into your gallon, and it's not enough for you. And when you start seeing this uneven balance in a friendship, you can stop a potential failure and literally prevent a broken heart if you know what you're dealing with from the outset. Now, how do you know when a person is for you versus just into what you're for? Here's what I tell everybody. When you need something, watch what they say when you need something. We've all got people who will do this. You'll tell somebody you need something, and then they'll say, hmm, and the next thing they'll do, they'll start telling you about what they need. It was almost as if you never said anything at all. It's like they'll start telling you about their problem when you're really in need and you need them the most, and then they're trying to join in your sorrow by telling you what they need. That's a person who is a uh, who's a constituent. They're just they're not they're just into what you're for, what they can get out of it, and you just got to recognize that. So how you can avoid all that is just knowing who people are properly manage expectations in these friendships and that way uh, you can prevent a social media backlash or <laughs> you can prevent you can prevent you know sending subliminal messages on social media you just got to know who you're dealing with and I will tell you this if you haven't learned this yet here's what'll make you learn it get closer to 40 or hit 40 it'll happen automatically yeah, yeah. Because you stop yeah. dealing with less stuff And you say wait a minute I'm, There's no reciprocity In this relationship uh, And so just, I'll tell you this You know just because a preacher's a preacher Don't mean I'm going to get along with him I, I normally know In the first five minutes If I'm clicking with a person mm-hmm. I have, Right then Right then I know right that this, Hey this will probably be the only time we meet And even if they give me their number You know and I know I'm not texting this person. I'm not calling this person. Yeah, I'm I'm not doing it. Give me an email address. I have an email address that I give people for the one that I never check. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you you, got to do it because if you don't, these people will find you, and it's just better to do it that way. So if you do, and I will say this, the last thing I'll say, if you've got a friendship that failed and you believe that maybe it can't be recovered, Here's a question I would ask everyone else, everyone tonight. What did you learn, not about them, but what did you learn about yourself through that failed friendship? Because there's mm-hmm. always something to learn. Just don't remain in pain about what happened. What did you learn that either you can prevent or you can extend the next time you give your heart to somebody in that type of relationship? Hmm. That's what I got, man. That's good. Question. Anybody got any questions? 
comments, criticisms, prophecies. What we got? <laughs> <laughs> so let me. So let me ask you: What do you think happens when you get closer to forty? You say closer to forty, and you start. What I mean? Do you think it's just a like? Because I said it earlier. Like I feel like I've changed. What what's the what is it? I think it's a couple things. One, I think it's it's biological, it's physiological, but I also think it's the accumulation of experiences that you have that your mind begins to do this natural reflection and retrospective view, and you begin to count gains and losses. And so when your mind begins to tabulate all that stuff up, you have less of a tolerance for things that don't benefit you. It's kind of like adult school. If you're teaching adult school, Adults want you to get to the point. They don't have time for the introduction, the preface. They just want you to get straight to the point. So I think it's a combination of all those things, your experiences. And I hit 40 uh, at the beginning of this month on July 2nd. And, you know, it's just – and you get more vocal. Uh, you get more vocal where uh, in the past you would say, well, I'm not going to say this to preserve the relationship. And then later on you realize, man, that's something I should have said because it might have actually saved the relationship and caused something not to happen. And so it's all those things combined. Uh, now, granted, there are people out there, they remain old fools. They just, they, mm-hmm. they constantly, uh, and I know people like this. I can count, you know, I'm thinking about five people I know right now that continually feel the need to have to be approved by people who could care less about them. Uh, they feel the need to have to always be around someone and that person doesn't want to be around them. And it happens at different stages for people. But I think in a general sense, when you start getting around the age of 40, uh, you start to get a semblance of an understanding of life. And, and this is not selfish, and it's not narcissistic. You have to begin to ask the question, how does this benefit me? And, and then you have to ask the question, like, why am I doing something? Why am I expending energy and I'm not getting anything in return? Ultimately, what it becomes, it becomes a bad investment. And the worst investment you can make is to make an investment of yourself and not getting anything in return. That's the worst investment you can make. I like that. Yeah. All right, sir. Thank you for coming and filling in tonight. We appreciate you. We definitely going to have you back. Um, if anybody wants to follow you or find you, where can they find you at? Hey, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, all of the same thing, Dan A. Thomas Jr. That's all one word, uh, no spaces. If you want to listen to some sermons, you can go to www.chosengokc.com. From time to time on Facebook, I'm, I'm live. I'm live actually every Sunday morning at 10.45 a.m. on my page. And so uh, on Sunday mornings, I do a little singing. You know, I'm still singing. We ain't got no praise and worship hey. leader yet. So <laughs> I'm still doing my thing. So you guys, you mm-hmm. guys can catch me there. Okay. All, All right. right. Sir. Appreciate you, man. Mm-hmm. Y'all make sure y'all go and follow Dan Thomas. Um, he's always got something good to say that's full of wisdom and that um, is full of uh, – leave, always leave you thinking. So appreciate you for joining us tonight, Dan. All right. Appreciate you, man. Send me some more in with that Holy Ghost music. I need it before I go to bed. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. All right, y'all. Let's go ahead uh, wrap this show up. Uh, we've got another uh, about five minutes. Um, so, Q, if you want, or Kels, I'm sorry, you want to go ahead and uh, give us your final words. 
Oh, great time tonight. I want to shout out Abby Kane again. Um, check her out. She's funny. She's making moves. Uh, I know she's been traveling with her shows now, so I've kind of seen her career take off. So, yeah, y'all better jump on board, check her out. Um, trying to think, is there anything going on? Uh, got some new t-shirts out, so when you go to the website um, or go to the Curvy Kitten page, you got some, got a, a new tank, a crop top tank for the little, for the smaller ladies with curves, uh, and it says um, small curves matter, so y'all can check that out. Um, and then we have a big and bougie, a new hollow tee for the big and bougie out there, so definitely check out Curvy Kitten. And have a productive week. All right, cool. Q? Um, yes, I just want to remind everyone to go to elegancebydesign.com and scoop up a uh, Elegance by Design from the Crown Down mug. They are $10 right now, normally $18, and this is for a very limited time. So grab yours now. You can get it in tan and white. So let me know if you have any questions whatsoever, but hit the website. Get that. Have a great, great, great week. (laughs) All right. First, let me say thank you to everybody who tuned in tonight on our lives, whether you tuned in by live, online, or by phone. Appreciate you. Uh, Thanks to Dan. Uh, for coming by tonight and dropping some good uh, wisdom on us, and thank you for Abby and thank you, excuse me, to Abby Kane for coming on. Um, y'all make sure y'all follow both of them on social media. Um, visit their websites, go to their comedy shows, go by their church. Dan has a book that he didn't say. Go and pick up his book. Y'all just support them. Um, also um, support Q and Kells, you know, Elegance by Design and Kirby Kitten. Make sure you like buy up everything they have. Um, so we definitely want to you know, support them. Um, also, come in the not all, not all of it, not all of it. Curvykittens.com, elegance by design. Um, let's see. Also, I want to say um, tomorrow. So Pastor Burns um, on the Word on Wednesday starts a new series tomorrow. Um, so he ended his series in the, over the Book of Acts, and now he's going into the Book of Galatians. Um, so he, this series called the it's called the Emancipation. Um, so you want to tune in here on uh, Blog Talk Radio um, backslash Global Drive Network starting at seven o'clock. Um, if you are a business owner and you are looking to uh, get your business out to as many people uh, as possible, exactly, Chris, support my school loan. Exactly, um, you want to uh, get your business out to as many people as possible then you can advertise here with us at Global Drive our Network. Your show, your uh, business can be featured on our show um, as well as in our magazine, Nouveau Exposure. Lastly, um, and if you want to do that, then you can see myself. You can email me at globaldriveradio at gmail.com. That's globaldriveradio at gmail.com. Or if you follow me on social media, just inbox me. Um, if you have not downloaded the latest edition, which was just released last Saturday of Nouveau Exposure, you've got to do it. Um, so Nouveau Exposure is our magazine. It is primarily for women, um, but, fellas, there's some good articles in there for us as well over faith, finance, parenting, um, things like that. So you can go to NouveauExposure.org, and while you are on the website, check out uh, our Bold Believers Apparel store. We've got a, a special 
No, the special ended today. Never mind. But still go buy some <laughs> some uh, some of their apparel. Yeah, you missed the special. It's a thirty percent off special that ended today. You might be able to get get it before midnight, but yeah, it definitely ends today. So um, the code is summer. But again, go to nouveauexposure.org. Check out our magazine. Check out our uh, clothing. Um, also, last but definitely not least, if you are an artist, so all genres. Um, we want to play your music, so you can email us the radio edited version of your music as well as uh, any image that you'd like us to put on social media, but we advertise that you're going to be on, um, again, at globaldriveradio at gmail.com. Again, all genres are welcome, radio edit, edited versions only. Other than that, I just want to say thank you again, of course, to my co-host, Y'all are the bomb as always. I appreciate um, everything that you do and everything that you bring to the team. Uh, thank you to the rest of the team, those who um, don't get to be on the radio, um, but do a lot of the back office things for us. We definitely appreciate you. Hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Hope to see you all next Tuesday on another great Super Radio show. Have a good rest of your week. Then you try to diss me So I try to keep it low When you knock me to the floor Cause I don't wanna cry in tears Would you believe This love is forever girl And would you Try to keep it low when you cut me to the floor Cause I don't want